This is Todd Nettleton, and I wanted to give you just a couple of updates before we get started on this week's podcast. We're posting this a couple days early this week, and there's a reason for that. As you'll hear in just a minute, we're talking about a Chinese church leader who is in prison right now in China. Our friends at China Aid Association have launched a petition drive on the White House website asking for President Trump to press China for the release of this pastor, Pastor John Cao. Here's the thing. There's a deadline for getting the required 100,000 signatures, and the deadline is this weekend. So we're posting our episode early this week to give you a chance to sign that petition before the deadline. Come to vomradio.net and we'll give you a link directly to the petition on the White House website. One other thing before we get started, we have a full slate of VOM Advance conferences in the coming weeks, including several that I'll be speaking at. Others you'll hear, other guests that we've had here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I want to strongly encourage you to go to vomadvance.com, find the conference that's closest to you, and spend a Saturday with us at a VOM Advance conference. And if you're in Cleveland or Dallas or Tulsa or New Orleans or one of the others that I'm going to be at this fall, I hope you'll come up and say hello and let me know that you listen to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. So two things. Come to vomradio.net. We'll give you a link to sign that petition on behalf of Pastor John Cao imprisoned in China. And go to vomadvance.com and register to attend one of the VOM Advance conferences that's closest to you this fall. Thank you so much for taking the time each week to, to hear the voice of our persecuted family around the world. It's a great privilege for me to have this time with you. Here's this week's episode. John Cao is currently being held in a Chinese prison, away from his wife and children. His crime? He shared the love of Christ with people in need. He so easily could become bitter or discouraged or angry at the injustice. But listen instead to how he ended one of his recent letters to his family. Bob Fu is reading the letter. Rejoice with me. Because I count this as a kind of a privilege to suffer with my Lord. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. We have a very important broadcast this weekend, and uh, I want to encourage you because we're going to ask you uh, throughout this broadcast to come to our website, vomradio.net. We have a link there to sign a petition. Uh, to free a Christian who is imprisoned in China. And we're going to talk about his story, but just want to be upfront with you. We are going to ask you, come to vomradio.net, sign the petition, and uh, we want to set a pastor, a Christian, a gospel worker free after more than 17 months in prison in China. Our guest who's going to help us explore this and talk about this is Dr. Bob Fu. He is the president and the founder of China Aid Association. He is himself a former prisoner in China. Bob, welcome back to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. 
Thank you, Todd. It's always uh, great to be here. Tell me about Pastor John Tsao and the work that he was doing before he was arrested in March of 2017 by the Chinese government. Yeah, Pastor John Tsao, you know, as a Chinese-American pastor, is a really tireless missionary, the gospel worker among the Chinese Christians. And a few years ago, he just filled God's calling to minister to this minority group of people in Burma called Wa people. Among them are the most persecuted Kachin minority, mm-hmm. you know, by the military Burma government. So he felt the need really to help these uh, poor children in this group to have an education. And uh, so he mobilized uh, Chinese house churches and uh, around the world, really, and started 16 schools for these 2,000 children. Otherwise, they don't have education at all. These are in the most remote mountainous areas. Literally, you have to walk hours even to reach out to get there. And uh, he made a curriculum out of the Bible as their teaching curriculum based on that. I mean, these uh, students, these uh, children, for the first time, heard the gospel, and most of them have come to Christ after they were studying in these schools. For that, Chinese government targeted him and arrested him last March, as you just mentioned. And then this year, he was sentenced to seven years imprisonment. So I'm hearing, here's a, a Christian man. He sets up schools to help children who otherwise wouldn't get an education, raises money, recruits Christian teachers to go and work in these schools. How did that make him a target of the Chinese government? I mean, I just hear, here's a man doing good things, helping people. How did that possibly get him crosswise with the Chinese government? That's the irony. Basically, John committed a crime of doing good. He's punished. (laughs) He's guilty of doing good. Yeah, he's punished for his charitable work. And the Chinese government, of course, uh, is very nervous about his influence as a Christian in a foreign uh, land. And because he was even publicly praised and awarded by the local autonomous uh, Burmese wow. you know, authority. So and even the local authorities on the Burma side of the border were happy about him being there. Very happy. They were excited. Yeah. And um, it's just uh, the Chinese government, this uh, evil regime, of course, they were nervous about any foreign mission work by the Chinese-owned house church uh, without their control, without the government control or permission. So that's how he got into trouble. And as we talked before the the broadcast, this is a man with a long history of mobilizing the Chinese house church, the family church, to send gospel workers out, out across China, out across the border into surrounding countries. So this is a guy who for years has been really on the front lines of mobilizing the Chinese church. Yes. So John, my friendship with him went back to over 25 years ago. Every time I saw him, he almost uh, always lost his voice for his tireless uh, kind of uh, sharing (laughs) the gospel and purposely taking a 
48-hour train, you know, uh, from Guangzhou all the way to Beijing. And uh, he said, well, when people are sitting on the train, they have no other choice but to listen to the gospel. <laughs> so he's just preaching the gospel from one car to another. He is a legendary, I think, uh, missionary uh, in China. He can easily chose to live a comfortable life to fulfill the American dream, right. you know, like many other Chinese, as a 29 years permanent residence of the U.S. and married with a Caucasian white American wife with the two children live in, in North Carolina. But it's a choice for the gospel. Right. And, uh, and as you shared, this is a guy who could have gotten U.S. citizenship. Yeah. As you say, he married an American woman. No problem. He kept his Chinese passport and Chinese citizenship intentionally in, so that he could keep up this work. Yeah, because uh, he said, well, if I have American passport, every time I go to China, I have to apply for a visa. But and, he, and they could say no. <laughs> yeah, they could say no. But he purposely uh, keeps a, a Chinese passport in order to go back to China without needing a Chinese government approval. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Bob Fu. He's the president of China Aid Association. We're talking about a pastor, Pastor John Cao, who has been imprisoned already for 18 months in China. His sentence is seven years. We're asking you to come to vomradio.net. We're going to give you a link to go sign a petition. The petition actually is on the White House website. We're asking President Trump to get involved and intervene in this case. So you mentioned this is a guy with a long history of ministry in China, uh, started 500 training centers for church leaders. Has he had trouble with the Chinese government before? Has he been detained? Has he been questioned? Uh, I'm assuming he couldn't do all that without them at least understanding that he was doing something. You bet. Whenever you're doing good inside China, that always uh, capture the attention of the Chinese uh, government securities. So he had been a target over the years. You know, he was detained uh, multiple times. At uh, one time, his uh, U.S. green card, you know, the permanent resident card, was even confiscated by the Chinese government. So the U.S. embassy has to make up a new one for him in order for him to return to his family. But, you know, he kind of uh, every time, even the Chinese government pressure him, he just keep going. And uh, he, he failed until the last day when the Chinese government would not allow him to do so. He would not give up this calling. And uh, I guess the Lord said, well, it's time to take some prison theology for a little longer time, you know. <laughs> Which uh, none of us want to study prison theology. You you have studied in a Chinese prison, but we know there are blessings in that. And so as we're praying for him, and again, you, you've been in prison, so you know kind of what he's going through. How do, how do we pray? Help us to pray for John Cao during this time of, of like you say, prison theology studies. Yeah, um, so Pastor John Hall, in his uh, recent letter to his uh, sister, he was allowed, technically allowed to write one letter per month. So this letter was written in June, and his sister did not receive until August. 
So I received portion of that letter. Here's the something really amazing about prison theology. And uh, in the end of his letter, you know, after he said uh, he's missing, of course, his wife, his uh, children, his mother, and brothers and sisters he has been ministering, he said, rejoice with me because I count this as a kind of a privilege to suffer with my Lord. He repeated that. He said, I'm serious. You know, I'm not joking. He said, this is a, a privilege. And um, so that's something, you know, you see a prisoner. I, I heard he was already started English Bible study because he, <laughs> all the prisoners in his cell yes, knew they learn he's English. from America. <laughs> like uh, he, he's uh, teaching them English uh, language, uh, you know, the Bible in, in the prison cell. So I think we need to pray for his health, of course. He is, has uh, multiple uh, kinds of disease. He still has a wound uh, on his uh, leg because one time when he was uh, uh, on a motorbike to the mountain area to one school, the motorbike fell and he failed. And uh, so the wound is still there. His other disease, too. But also we, we, I think, uh, pray that even in the midst of the suffering, the kind of persecution, he can still keep this uh, joyful spirit so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can be proclaimed through his life uh, and even to the prison guards and other officials. And actually, I heard that uh, from the lawyers who visited him several times. I mean, these two lawyers, their life were totally transformed by just two visits of uh, their clients, John Hall. And they they said, this guy should be rewarded with a national award for his (laughs) charitable work and and instead of this punishment. And for these many prisoner uh, guards, the prison guards and officials were touched by, you know, what uh, he uh, demonstrated over there, his life. I'm reminded of uh, the Apostle Paul writing from prison, you know, because of my chains, the whole palace guard has heard the gospel. Because John Tsao is in prison, the guards are hearing the gospel, and the other prisoners are hearing the gospel, and the lawyers are hearing the gospel. What has been the response of the Chinese government? Have they said anything about, you know, why he was singled out or why he was sentenced to seven years? Is there any kind of hint from them of of what made this happen, at least from their perspective? There's no kind of a direct hint from the Chinese authorities. Obviously, as a Chinese-American, so this seven years serious kind of a really over-the-top sentence against him should come from the top of the Chinese government in Beijing. Obviously, it's a punishment for him doing the mission mission work. And another factor is uh, the Chinese government want to obviously send a trailing signal to any other house church movement or leaders who are engaging foreign mission work, especially the back to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. you know, the missions to the Muslim world, to the Buddhist world, you know, in South China. So that's an interesting point because what we've seen over the last, you know, 15 years is a real birth of a mission movement within the Chinese church. Chinese churches are sending people, like you say, Muslim world, Middle East, all over the world. So the Chinese government wants to send a message, wait a minute, 
you better stop doing that. Yeah. So Don, they want to use Don as a kind of example that uh, this is the consequence you could face within the Chinese house church uh, movement. Uh, this uh, mission to the world has been exploding. I mean, now Chinese missionaries are in uh, Saudi Arabia, in Iran, in in Jordan. And in uh, Burma, in Vietnam, in Laos, in Inner Mongolia, I, I, you know, and, at least twenty. And there countries. have been martyrs mm-hmm. from within that mission movement. There have been Chinese missionary martyrs in this, some of those countries. This year, yeah, the first two Chinese missionaries martyrs uh, who were kidnapped and killed by the ISIS, you know, in Pakistan when they were uh, doing mission work in Pakistan. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Bob Fu. He is the president and the founder of the China Aid Association. We're talking about a pastor. He is a Chinese pastor married to an American woman. He has a long-term permanent residency in the U.S., uh, but he was arrested in China. He's been sentenced to seven years in prison. We're asking you, come to vomradio.net. We're going to send you a link to a petition on the White House website asking President Trump to intervene in this case to encourage the release of Pastor John Tsao. Bob, how is John's family doing? As you mentioned, his wife is American. He has two kids here in America. How are they doing a year and a half after their dad and their husband was arrested in China? It's very tough, of course, you know, for his wife and uh, two sons. Uh, Both his wife and uh, at least one of the children tried to visit uh, Pastor John's Hall. They went to China. They were even uh, helped, escorted by the U.S. uh, diplomat. And uh, even at the the gate of his prison, and yet the Chinese government uh, declined or refused to let them even have a look, you know, have a visit at all. Let's talk about the U.S. government what has been the response? Because we're asking people to go to a website. Again, come to vomradio.net. We'll link you over to a petition on the White House website asking for U.S. intervention in this case to get freedom for Pastor John Tsao. What has the U.S. government response been so far in the 18 months since he's been arrested? Uh, since John is uh, not an American citizen, but is a permanent residence for 29 years, so the U.S. State Department and uh, Congress, uh, um, various members of Congress, had uh, paid close attention. And, uh, you know, a non-member of U.S. Congress uh, had written a joint letter to urge Vice President uh, Mike Pence to intervene. And uh, already, and also uh, at the first Ministerial Advancement for Religious Freedom Summit called by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo in late July, Pastor John Hall's wife, Jamie Powell, was the first speaker introduced by Deputy Secretary of State John Sullivan. And uh, she shared about John's work to the whole world, basically. Then... Secretary Pompeo made announcement of the China, uh, Iran, uh, and Burma will be sanctioned this year for their grave violation of religious freedom. And I hope this petition that uh, you and I are talking today would uh, really uh, drive up the pressure and uh, also 
I hope、uh, President Trump himself could issue a tweet,、uh, could help <laughs> really,、uh, you know, pressure the Chinese government to release this、uh, totally innocent, godly man back to the U.S. to have family uh, reunion um, together. How does this fit into the broader situation in China? I mean, we talked、uh, just a few weeks back. We talked with Brother Blake and Brother Joel here about persecution that's going on in China, how it's increasing. Is this a a part of that, or or how is it related to what's going on in the overall house churches in China? Yeah, I mean, the bigger picture, of course, is、uh, the overall persecution has been dramatically. Dramatically increasing. I mean, in the month of July, in the, my hometown province of Shandong,、uh, three Catholic churches were totally destroyed. And、uh, in the, entering into the month of August,、uh, we already have seen really、uh, hundreds. I'm not、uh, exaggerating. Hundreds of churches in one province, in Henan province alone, were shut down. We have also seen、uh, the Chinese government attempt to so-called sanitization of Christianity. Literally, sanitization means、uh, to be more like Chinese. This is、uh, what, in the Communist Party's vision, a church should look like. So, in the government-sanctioned church, all the churches now are forced to sing、uh, several Communist Party revolutionary songs. Uh, in the pulpit for、wow. the choir before you know before as part of the、starts. service as part of the service. So instead of singing hymns this week, we're going to sing patriotic songs about the Communist Party. Yeah, they said without Communist Party, without China, we praise the Communist Party. Wow! So they started praising the Communist Party before praising the Lord, and many churches were forced to even put a sign. Said, listen to the word of the party and follow the path of the party. What Jesus told us in the John fourteen six says, "Who is the way, the truth, and life? Who should we follow? The path, the way, the word, right? Not, not the communist party. <laughs> not the communist party." Bob, it is always a blessing to have you here, and we've talked about how we can pray for Pastor John. Let's talk about how we can pray for the nation of China during this period of time. You, you mentioned the crackdown; the persecution is increasing. How can we pray for the country, and how can we pray for the church during this crackdown? Yeah, how could we pray for the country and the church?、Uh, you know, China is really on a crossroad. You know, the Communist Party under this dictator Emperor Xi Jinping is really taking China. Into a dramatic kind of a Maoism, you know, followed、uh, Chairman Mao's path. I mean, the、uh, the index of、uh, human rights,、uh, every you know, including of course the persecution against the Christians, Catholics, has reached to a level that we have not seen after the Cultural Revolution, and basically is everywhere. Uh, so we should pray, you know, for the persecutors, for President Xi, for his, you know, all the leaders surrounding him. That、uh, where are they leading China toward? You know, for the direction, and、uh, that the Word of God,、uh, the Holy Spirit, would instigate His Spirit that、uh, you know to promote uh, righteousness. Uh, you know, to have the freedom to preach the gospel. 
is actually going to be beneficial to the stability that they concerned a lot to help the China's elderly generation. You know, because of the years of uh, one child now two children per family policy, there's an aging population. And the Christians are the first group to take care of the elderly, the needy, the poor, the orphans, right? And um, so I hope the Chinese government realize that. So pray for the leaders. And of course, we pray for the church. And uh, the church is uh, regarded as the largest NGO, the non-government organizations in China. And the church, after so many years of persecution, and now also facing the most severe persecution of since the Cultural Revolution. And uh, I hope we, we, we continue to pray for the Chinese uh, persecuted church that the, facing this new wave, they will continue to stand up and uh, stand firmly on the rock of uh, the word of Jesus. And uh, so there's uh, no other kind of shortcut, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm very also optimistic that after the new wave of persecution, there will be a new revival among Amen. the Chinese churches. Well, and I think uh, I think of Pastor John, who has said, this is a blessing for me to suffer this. I hope that as other Chinese Christians face and go through that, they they experience that same thing. What a blessing it is to experience God in this way and, and to have the privilege, as he mentioned, the privilege of being locked up, of being persecuted for Christ. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Bob Fu. He is the founder of the China Aid Association. We're talking about Pastor John Tsao, and we're asking you, come to vomradio.net. We are going to link you to a petition on the White House website asking our government, asking President Trump to intervene on behalf of this Christian man who has been imprisoned in China already 18 months. He is sentenced to serve seven years, so he could be facing five and a half more years in prison. We hope that doesn't happen, and we pray that that doesn't happen. So come to vomradio.net, and we will link you over to sign that petition. There is a deadline on this, so don't wait. Don't think I'm going to do that a week from now, 10 days from now. Come right now, and we'll link you over and sign that petition on the White House website. Bob, thank you. It's always a blessing to get the chance to fellowship with you. Thank you for being our guest this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you, Todd, for having me. And uh, come back and join us next week. We're going to hear, we've talked today about China, one of the nations in the world where there's more than a billion people. Next week, we're going to talk about the other one, India. We'll have a guest from India talking about what God is doing in that country, but also, again, what Christians there are facing in order to follow Christ and in order to spread the gospel around that country. You're going to be encouraged and inspired, so come back and join us next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs radio network.